श्री कृष्णा सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मदिषा वहै ओ गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेशर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम विष्णु सहस्रनाम इन इज वन ऑफ द मोस्ट एंचैंटिंग डिवोशनल एंड द मोस्ट एब्स्ट्रैक्ट टॉपिक एज वेल इफ यू लुक एट इट फ्रॉम द डिवोशनल स्टैंड पॉइंट एक चिंतनात नाशमेत्यद टू फोकस our entire mind its resourcefulness towards that one aspect of divine or god though he can be nameless because there are no attributes now for somebody that does not have any attributes to find names becomes difficult and our rishis are quite experts to that which is attributeless they start with the attributelessness as the first attribute to the attributeless avyaya avyakta that which cannot be defined so that is para brahma paramatma but when that parabrahma paramatma takes a leela avatar and bhagwan vishnu of the trinity has this need necessity to constantly keep taking different avatars why does he have to take constantly different avatars because it is his job description in his job description on his uh, what do you call it resume whenever in the department of this creation maintenance is required he is on 1800 number 
that whenever the devotee calls, depending on the intensity of the call, if it is something that can be reached through inspiring somebody who is around, the nearest agent, he sends that agent or inspires them. And sometimes when there is no agency allowed, or sometimes when there is the agents who cannot handle it, he comes down himself. He takes different avatars. And not necessarily you know, he is limited by those ten avatars that we are taught right since you know, our young age. That it starts from Matsya, ends in Kalki. And presently he is in a uh, non-speaking uh, mode. Because he doesn't take avatar between the Buddha avatar to the uh, Kalki avatar. It's a misnomer that uh, he doesn't take avatar. There are umpteen number of avatars if you go through the Bhagavata Mahapurana. So all these different names, they can have multiple angles, multiple perspectives through which we can look at them. Each name directly is speaking about a certain aspect of his avatar. So he has taken that avatara and each name is speaking about that particular aspect or one aspect of that particular avatara. On a totally different note, it can also mean, it can also suggest that ultimate reality and when we talk of his avatara, it need not be through someone, through his different presence. Sometimes, when we are ready, when we have that, that amount of tuning and purity to that totality at that moment, he flows through us in that moment and that ideal environment wherein we become the instrument in his hands is also his avatar only. There are various angles to look at it. So, we have been looking through various aspects of Bhagavan Vishnu. To name it as only Vishnu Sahasranama, if you take away that Vishnu name and put Shiva Sahasranama or Rama Sahasranama or any other Sahasranama, because I have gone through about 18-19 Sahasranamas and they almost look like plagiarism. Like one has copied the others attributes. It could not be different. Because essentially what you are speaking is of that Tattva, that Paramatma himself in these different forms. Therefore, it cannot be different. Therefore, it cannot be anything other than these described names of divinity. In fact, most of us Hindus have been traditionally asked to keep names of our children in such a way that we are constantly reminded of that divine through these different names. We end up putting Chinnu, Minnu, Tinku, Pinku, even though there is a beautiful name, I am just thinking, if the name is uh, you know, Krishna, 
in this country the word krishna becomes chris narayana becomes have you heard that nick i've heard that. uh jay govind becomes jack <laughs> jay govind becomes jack some name but the purpose of having that name is so that we repeat the name of the lord again and again and again tell you about in this kali yuga you understand vedanta or not doesn't matter whether you can do your meditation for hours together to try control that mind and intellect and tune it in doesn't matter it i'm not saying that those methods are not productive i'm not suggesting that those methods are uh, inadequate but in certain environments you know certain processes are easy in kali yuga these are difficult processes but effective processes if you have not memorized it doesn't matter all that matters is have firm faith in that divine constantly repeat the name of that lord and constantly dedicate every single action nothing less than to that divine alone nothing else matters if we can get that faith how is our faith any small little thing at a physical level emotional level intellectual level at our assets or at our name fame whatever little bit of shaking here and there i thought there was god now my faith is shaking if at all you had faith in the first place see our faith should not be that shaky on a platform see when you when you put a pole into the ground You know, like you are uh, trying to set up a volleyball court, and you have to put the pole into the ground. You cannot just, you know, dig a hole, put the pole, and then uh, fill it up with uh, dirt, and then leave. After having put the dirt, you have to have the test, test of stability. You better do this in this country, otherwise you will have liability issues. So you better shake it and check. so when you shake it and it shakes that means the pole that you have put is not firmly grounded therefore what do you do you take lot of rocks lot of stones lot of hard stuff and stuff it in and then pound it in so these little things that shake us up actually our own personal test what do you call that uh, chemistry they use that paper litmus test our own personal litmus test how deep is my faith and if reading through all these thousand names and understanding the meaning 
if that faith is instilled our life is on track with that in mind read through these thousand names with that in mind as a prayer that may that faith be instilled for good that come what may that that faith is not shaken then the vishnu sahasranama or any sahasranama and its chanting has achieved its purposefulness because once that faith is instilled sooner than later wherever that god is he will have to come in front of you cannot run away that far if only one thing that is missing it is because of our lack of faith so with that intensity of prayer that o lord instill that faith in us let us continue from where we have left last time i remember we had finished understanding or at least that is what was the hope uh, till the 217th word name of the lord so the shloka was shloka number 23 gurur gurutamo dhamah satya satya parakramah nimisho nimishasragvi vachaspati rudaradhi now today we will continue with the next set of shlokas or next next set of names of the lord <coughs> repeat after me agranir gramani shriman agrani gramani shriman nyayo neta samiranah samiranah sahasra murdha vishvatma sahasra murdha vishvatma ಸಹಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ್ಸ್ರಪಾತ
I said the leaders have these qualities and this is the expression of the Lord. This is one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is if we invoke these qualities in our own heart, we don't need to be waiting for somebody else to come and bring the change. We become the change. We become the movement. So what is that inspiring uh, qualities? So he says, Agranihi Gramanihi Shriman Nyayo Neta Samiranaha Agranihi Agranihi Bhagwan Shankaracharya does not come down from his standard. He says the very purpose of all these scriptural knowledge. You know, where, where, where is Bhagwan Shankaracharya coming here? If you did not forget, we are also referring to the Shankaracharya's Bhashya on the side. It is not just reading through the names, but we are also referring to the Bhashya or the definitions as defined by or as explained by Bhagavan Shankaracharya. So, his, his standard always is that every aspect of scriptural study has to lead us nothing less than to self-realization. If it is not leading to that self-evolution, then it is not scripture, then it is not spiritual process. See, spiritual process is to decorate your forehead, <laughs> as you can see on mine right now. And that is the only limit of it, that every day you decorate your forehead with different designs and call it spirituality. It is not spirituality. And he has already spoken this in his Bhajagovindam very emphatically. It is very curt and blunt in his words there. He says, Kashayambara Bahukrata Veshaha. He said, the, the Kashaya, Kashaya, this color. Many of them have used this color as a means. Udara Nimittam Bahukrata Veshaha. As a means to their belly. Now, the moment you see this color, there is some amount of Shraddha. Gurudev used to say, take my name and you will never go hungry. But if you need mukti, you will have to put your own effort. And that is the value that has been given to this kashaya. Now, many a seekers have worn this to make a living out of it. Just because you wear this color, the color does not bring in the change within. That has to be an effort to be put. Bhagavan Shankaracharya, he does not come down from his standard. And he says, Agranihi, Agranihi, Agram Prakrishtam Padam Nayati Mumukshun Iti Agranihi. That inspiration, Prakrishtam, that inspiration, that which leads Nayati, Agraniti, Ni Nayati, that which leads that inspiration which leads Mumukshun, all the seekers towards that Mukti Pada, such inspiration within is nothing but that divine 
taking an avatar in our own heart. See here, if we take in a broader perspective and apply this very principle, Mukti is the goal. You understand and have a vision to reach there. And having the vision is not sufficient. You should start putting effort towards reaching there. Come what may, small obstacles, big obstacles, big challenges, disenchantments, they will all be a part of your life and your unfoldment. In spite of all these things, to carry that light within, to carry that inspiration within, wherein stop not till the goal is reached. Mundaka Shruti says, Uttishthata Jagrata Prapyavaran Nibodhata. This is what our Swami Vivekanandji, he translated it as, very famous one. Arise, awake, stop not till the goal is reached. Uttishthata, arise. Because many times when we are in slumber, when we are sleeping, the alarm keeps going on and on and on and on. And what do we do? Snoozing it again and again and again. Therefore, the sequence of this mantra is very beautiful. It doesn't say Jagrata Uttishthata. It doesn't say wake up and then get up. It says it's difficult to wake up. Understood. So, push yourself out of that slumber. First, stand up. Even if you are not awake, put the effort to stand up. And once you put the effort to stand up, slowly in that effort to stand up, you will awaken yourself. Jagrata. And once awakened, once kindled with that fire, Stop not, sit not, waste not a single moment in life until you have reached that goal. Constantly work at it. Have you ever observed colony of ants? Man, what a busy life they lead. You think you and I live busy life? For the size that they are and the amount of work that they turn over. Wow. You know, when I'm in gardening, I see a train of ants. <clears throat> Amused by that train, you try to put a little blade of grass or a stick in that train. There is an instant chaos on both ends. Because their, their path is blocked. Do you think they are going to stop? They will run around, you know, they will, you, you, you go and you scout. And they will not stop until they find a new route. From that colony, as the ants spread out, in search of food. 
and after observing them when i googled i found that it can lift about you know 8 or 10 times more than its own weight uh, which in a human being's terms if i am 180 pounds 10 times i can't even imagine i can lift probably my own weight may i can lift myself i have to equivalent to my own weight i probably cannot and it, you know for the, for their little size any distance doesn't matter such consistent application until they reach back to their colony yeah, there may be a barricade there may be rain there may be water there may be people walking what a consistency in their effort you say size doesn't matter look at even at that size what an accomplished life it is until it reaches it will not stop even if its food is it falls it will pick it up again and start going in that direction and for us a little headache i don't think i can a little hunger i don't think i can a little demotivated statement by somebody passing by who doesn't even who does not even have anything to do with your life i feel hurt are you my husband did not praise me my wife did not recognize me my children our children don't see the worth of our effort therefore feel demotivated first of all to have that clarity itself that this is the very purpose mumukshun prakrishtam padam nayati to have that goal to have that vision to reach to that ultimate and then work one step at a time but work confidently and consistently without slipping back to the old habits of our own slumber you know classic case when we were studying uh, physics and mathematics in my 11th and 12th grade there was this classic case of a frog trying to jump out of the well that it jumps uh what 4 feet and falls back you know 1 feet or 1 and 1/2 feet and if the pole is this long and the frog is putting a tireless effort in how many days will it take for that frog to jump out of the well at least the frog has a hope why ours like we take 4 feet up and slip 6 feet down because we we lack that consistency and then we we are like we have heard these stories right since we were young you know the story of the hare and the tortoise 
how many of you have heard not heard it every one of you has heard that story sudden enthusiasm that you know you jump and start doing certain activity and uh, before uh, the battery is already dead so let me recoup let me take rest let me take a break otherwise i will burn and that is also a you know overstated word to be burnt out where is a tortoise cannot run but whatever step that it takes it takes firm step in that direction that inspiration which should be constantly burning how do you bring that inspiration that's the next question right to have that inspiration is to have that lord in your heart true how do you find that inspiration definitely you cannot find it in walmart because it is not made in china it is custom made anything custom made cannot be made in china so where do you build this how do you build this inspiration there are certain prescribed methods first method nothing better than sitting in front of that lord and praying unto that lord intensely that lord give me that wisdom See, that is what is the difference between arjuna and the rest of us in the first chapter he is shown as profusely crying vishidantam idam vachah that arjuna was constantly crying not that it was his usual habit arjuna if you read through the entire mahabharata you will not find him as a cranky person who loses heart and feels disenchanted and starts crying but that was an overwhelming situation when he couldn't handle it he just buckled under that entire environment and he collapsed and he was crying in front of the lord the only difference between his cry and our cry is that we cry in front of the world but he cried in front of the lord that is why his vishada becomes a yoga whereas our vishada becomes a roga blood pressure cholesterol diabetes doctor ji help me what else can be added in the list peptic ulcers ulcers in general what else psychosis okay added in i mean all these things are our own self generated patterns of diseases why we cannot handle our own vishada turn this mind towards the lord and pray intensely 
that oh lord give me this wisdom second prayer lord give me that one person who makes sure that i get this wisdom and walks me through this path to find that one person who is experienced has that wisdom and part with that wisdom until i reach to you to have that personalized guru in our life second part third part of the prayer oh lord let me have every day satsang there are different definitions of satsang baba what we are having is also called satsang when you get frustrated with your children scream at them that is also called satsang though the child may not agree with it because in tulsi ramayana there is this beautiful episode in sundarkand wherein hanuman ji is traveling from uh, rameshwara to lanka in jet hanuman hanuman airlines as he lands into lanka there is this guard lankini she stops if she had just stopped him he would have brushed it aside and still found a way to get inside but then as she stops him as a self righteous uh, you know lady there she says no thieves are allowed this irritates hanuman ji to no end if you say that your job is to stop all thieves entering into lanka then lady you have not done your responsibility well and he gives her what lankini later claims as satsang he gives one whack to her directly smack into her face dio ek satsang and she gets knocked out first round first uh, bout first knock and she is out and then reeling she gets up and says hanuman ji thank you now i have gotten clarity thank you for the satsang she says now she understood why she was given that satsang see if her job was to stop any thief entering into lanka was ravana not the biggest thief and to start with he stole lanka he stole pushpak vimana all the ladies that he had as his rani they were all stolen now his latest obsession which was sita ji was also stolen so now me entering into lanka you call me a thief and the biggest thief you keep protecting and this is what we do with our ahankara with the self righteous badge on our shoulder we keep picking on the world saying that you know they are bad they are not good they are not worth it they are not this they are not that as if you are perfect and that which is being protected in that attitude of self righteousness is the ego the ahankara the biggest thief so oh lord provide me that guru 
not some guru that sadguru who understands me inside out and you know does not spare a rod to hit directly on this ego so that with that constant satsang uh, this fire of inspiration is constantly lit see one little word and so much of meaning behind that agrani to find that inspiration when we find that inspiration it is that lord himself seated in our own heart agrani <clears throat> and once that inspiration is lit then do what gramanihi gramanihi bhutagramasya netratvat gramanihi recently we conducted this yep course you know while during the course we as a part of their training they said you be the faculty conducting the camp as well so many of them were like resisting it i hardly know anything i've just learnt it i don't know if i'll be doing justice to this job of reaching out to these many people and you know we i'm not that older than them i don't know if i'll be accepted or not various apprehensions i said nothing doing you you will be the faculty and after the entire camp was done when we had the debrief about the camp one of the impressions was that to constantly keep learning and think that i have understood is at one level when that knowledge is taken and you try to reach out and help others teach the same knowledge your understanding is tested thoroughly i tell you gurudev's vision in creating this kind of a mission environment is awesome he picks people trains them and assigns them different centers of educational excellence mission centers go teach and once you start teaching it tests your entire potentiality of your clarity see even in teaching if you are moving from one town to the other constantly you can get away with teaching the same subject same content again and again and again did i ever share about uh, einstein's uh, experience with his driver so albert einstein einstein he <coughs> <coughs> he was he had proposed his theory of relativity and he was going through various universities in us so as he was traveling he was given one uh, chauffeur 
and the chauffeur's job was to drive him and stand in, in during his lectures, give him his protection, custody and everything and then bring him back safely in that car. After listening to about 40-50 lectures in 40-50 universities, in the same lecture, you know, the same one and a half, two hours of lecture, half an hour of questions, the entire pattern of his theory of relativity, he had now memorized it, the driver, a smart one at that. So, he one day said to Einstein, you know, what you teach, I do not understand, you keep saying the same thing again and again, so many times that I have heard, I have already learnt it. What difference does it make if you speak or I speak? So, Einstein said, let us make an experiment. This time, uh, the university that I am going, they do not know me. This is before he became famous. They do not they don't know, they don't know me. So, we will change our roles. I will drive you there and they receive you and since you say that you claim that you already know it, so you deliver the lecture. And Einstein was surprised that flawlessly one and a half hours, whatever he had actually prepared, the chauffeur had already delivered it. Now came the difficult part of the question answers. The driver had not prepared for the question answer session. That is where you, your actual uh, clarity gets tested. So, someone professor there, you know, he said, uh, dear sir, uh, you have proposed this, 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 but then, you know, I have, I see this flaw in your theory. And this chauffeur very confidently said, you don't even understand this much. My chauffeur will explain it to you. Come on the stage, explain it. He had the presence of mind. See, when you keep jumping from one town to the other, you can keep repeating the same stuff again and again. If you are constantly dealing with the same audience, you cannot fool them. So, you will have to dive deeper into your own clarity. So, it is not good enough if you are trying to get the clarity, try to put it across to the ones who will benefit from this and lead them in the same path. It benefits twice. It benefits you and benefits everybody around. Therefore, the, the Vedic uh, mantra says that Atmano Mokshaya Jagat Hitayacha. How should your effort be? That you should aim for your moksha while aiming for your moksha. Whatever be that effort, it should benefit the society at large. Lead them towards that higher purpose in life. So, Agranihi, with that inspiration within, to turn the mind within and in that effort of turning within, inspire those who are around you to lead a life of highest value-based life. Agranihi, Gramanihi. Grama, wherein all these people, all the assembled environment 
you lead them to a higher purpose. See, there are two kinds of people who lead. Those who lead people into disastrous environment. Can you take one example? Shishupala, Dantavakra, Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Duryodhana, Dushyasana, uh, their father Dhritarashtra, Shakuni, Hitler, Mussolini, uh, how, who is this fellow, Syrian one? And? Yeah, that's why I kept quiet. Those who lead people to further destruction, further restlessness, they cannot be called leaders. From the existing system of life to lead to a higher way of life, higher way of thinking. Not to a baser way of life, not to a tamasic way of life. To a more sattvic way of life. Such one is called Gramanihi. Agranihi, Gramanihi, Sriman. Once we tune our purposefulness in this life to, towards that moksha within and to benefit the society at large around, then what happens? This individuality opens up and connects with the totality. And all resources and resourcefulness, Shrihi, starts flowing through you unto the world around you. It has been my experience that sometimes even sitting on this platform and speaking, sometimes I am amazed, there is a brilliant thought. That thought which I have never you know, spoken or read or... Uh, but the sequence of it, the way it comes, it is amazing clarity with which it comes. And I can only attribute it to one thing. That that environment where I am, connecting to that totality, that Lord functions through this instrument to give that which was necessary to that environment. It happened many times. Many times, you know, especially working in the mission and the mission order, the various projects that come in. First, I used to, I used to be really be afraid. Not long ago, even 11 years ago, four days into US, Guruji arrives. You were there at that time. Guruji arrives and we had the first board meeting and Guruji introduces me to the board, board to me and he turns to me and says, Dallas is your responsibility, by the way, it has 1.6 or 1.7 million uh, debts, so that is your responsibility, it just arrived from India, 1.7 times 50 rupees, I was calculating, I was, oh my god, not even here, four days and you are already putting me with this huge responsibility. 
scary thought. And the resources come all by itself. All that you have to do is tune to the totality. Meaning, remove the individuality. It is not your personal choice. It is not your personal likes and dislikes which matter anymore. It is that which is required by the situation and which is the best for that situation. Allow that to happen through this instrument of body, mind and intellect. And we block that resourcefulness with our likes and dislikes. That is when we hit a wall. Then at that moment when we hit that wall, the inspiration, the fire within suddenly feels extinguished. Yeah, I started in this path, but you know, it is not that the path is wrong. It is that that individuality has become important. When I become important in a project, on a slapstick side, that is why I don't use any eye products. I warned you, I had my disclaimer there. <clears throat> See, the I should be put aside, meaning the likes and dislikes. When that likes and dislikes of the individuality are put aside and you tune into the totality and the requirement of the totality that you are responsible for, all the resources, Shrihi, starts flowing to you towards that particular person, that particular individual. And for that, we are trained, we are taught to scheme, to plan, to do a lot of things. In fact, it, it, it doesn't require any of that. Let's go back to the faith aspect. Who is the boss of this universe? Simple question. Who is the boss of this universe? Lord. And what is his attributes? For God's sake, he is Lakshmi Pati. Shri Pati. What does Lakshmi Pati or Shri Pati mean? He is the very embodiment of all resources and resourcefulness. The closer I get to Him, all these resources open up automatically. If the resources are drying up, what should it indicate? That I am getting away from Him. We don't need to become, you know, business-minded or, uh, um, what do you call, especially in a spiritual environment. You don't need to think about it in a business attitude. You be sincere to the cause. In Hindi they say, irade nek or pakke ho. 
तो रास्ते अपने आप आसान हो जाते हैं इफ यूर इंटेंशन इंटेंसिटी एंड प्योरिटी बिहाइंड इज ऑन अ फॉर्म प्लेटफॉर्म ऑटोमेटिकली द रिसोर्सेस विल बिकम हैंड इन हैंड दैट डे दैट मोमेंट वेन इंडिविजुअलिटी पॉप्स इन either to claim it or to enjoy it all these resources dry up it is not meant for that individual it is not meant for that individuality it is through the individual to the entire environment once that is understood take the noblest of the projects to reach out to the maximum and it is his job to supply do you want to test your faith take the biggest of the projects <clears throat> and jump in with that faith not jump in with the faith that if the lord is there let me test jump in with the faith that the lord is there and he will take care even if there is that if it it very you know openly states that your faith is not in place you may have heard of miracles your life can be a miracle put that individuality aside and let that totality function through अग्रणी ग्रामणी श्रीमान सिंपल मैनर दैट विच सपोर्ट्स राइचियस एक्सिस्टेंस See, whenever there is that individuality absent, it is only that time that righteousness functions. The moment that individuality comes up, what happens to the righteousness? Righteousness does not have a shade of grey. Either it is righteous or unrighteous. The moment individuality pops up, conveniences pop up. whenever there is a layers of conveniences that pop up righteousness becomes unrighteous a mode of conveniences you now understand where we get stuck up where we get stuck it is not that the world is being harsh it is not that the life is being harsh it is not that being righteous is being harsh righteousness is most simple it is the individuality with its own personal likes and dislikes patterns of these vasanas which make life and living difficult therefore 
if on this path we are connected to that vision we are connected to the totality we allow that resourcefulness to function through us be impartial and utmost righteous again here a bit of warning we have every right to be righteous but be righteous not from the egotistical standpoint that's another barrier understand the difference be allowing the righteousness to flow through and trying to be righteous are two different things whenever there is that individuality trying to be righteous you will always fall short and you will always get hurt i have always been righteous why is this happening to me you know the association with righteousness then you become a block for your own life to flow with your self righteous better than the rest attitude righteousness does not give us the right or authority to claim or to be arrogant enough to claim that i am better than the rest righteousness indeed finds its fulfillment when it leads the individual towards humility because many a times those who are in that path of righteousness they become very uh rigid as a personality so rigid that they, in any environment they cannot blend in be like water not like ice cubes both are water essentially one can blend in any environment the other one has its pokey edges you know put a handful of ice cubes in a glass how do those ice cubes exist in that glass you know one is protruding this way one is this way and everybody is trying to grab its own space righteousness does not demand its own space because if it is right it already has its place are you getting the difference there's a very subtle difference here so i love that righteousness nyayah to express through that is being in connection with divine so what is the immediate check in my effort of that vision and connection with the totality when the resourcefulness is flowing through i am i grounded i am i humble and that is a self check if that humility is lacking somewhere in the entire track there is something a very key ingredient missing either i have not understood the goal 
or I have not connected with the totality or there is that shades of individuality born into conveniences which is breaking up the very fragment of righteousness because in righteousness there is no shades there is either righteous or unrighteous am i getting across one of them has to be corrected and when all of these are aligned such one is called a true leader this is what you find in bhagwan ramchandra ji a true mark of a leader wherein he commanded respect of so many people and yet he was one among them he was inspiring to lead the entire team but with himself ahead of them before he could stake anybody else's life it was him in front of anybody and he would not just talk the talk but walk the talk agranir gramani shriman nyayah such one is the true neta neta the leader <clears throat> how are today's neta there was one beautiful poetry by a 7th grader in one of the balvihar camps he defined neta very beautifully he says neta wo plus leta minus deta aaj ka hamara neta the one who constantly aims for gaining more and more but does not give anything productive back to the society such one is our leader today all over the world as each one is functioning based on their own shades of conveniences and the various thoughts that are running in that i can give parallel examples but this is not a political environment so i am withdrawing myself from stating anything on anybody commenting on a neta this is not true leadership a true leadership is when you have all these qualities you are aligned and you step aside that individuality steps aside and you allow that divinity to flow through <clears throat> and that is what is said in the next word samiranaha how effortless should be this person like the air going in and out unless you are jumping 
uh, a flight of stairs or catching a flight with all your luggage or you are down with asthma. You don't remember your breath. Isn't it? How seamless it goes in and out. This individual who is constantly inspired, constantly benefits the environment that they are living in, constantly lives for the entire environment, allows that resourcefulness to flow through, does not claim or take credit for that which is being flowing through, exists in the system, not other than the system, but as a part of the system. Very few that you see such with such a caliber. Once Gurudev said something to the entire congregation that was sitting there in Siddhabari, and we were all like, wow. And that particular moment was such an overwhelming uh, thing that his half an hour lecture had just hit the right spot in everybody's heart. And he was sitting after his breakfast, reading the newspaper. I think it was the French Open. Steffi Graf had won or something. And he was you know, gloriously reading that, news, that piece of news. And one of these senior members, he comes and he says, in a Punjabi, you know, he comes and he says, oh, Swamiji, you are great. Ho ji. And Swamiji looks up at him and he says, and still looking at him and he translates that sentence for the rest of us and says, you are extraordinary Swamiji. So he folds his paper and then, you know, even in that act, in a perfect fold, and he puts it on the table in front of him and said, true, I am an extra among the ordinary. That groundedness to be grounded in and not claim to be any mystical or any you know, special, but be a part of the entire system and allow that divinity to flow through seamlessly, like the breath flows through, samiranaha, like the breath flows through in and out seamlessly. That is how they exist in the environment. Agranir Gramani Shriman Nyayo Neta Samiranaha. Such one is called a true leader in this society. So, if we really understand the statement, don't go out today from this lecture thinking, waiting for one such to come by in your life. Even if you did not plan to hear this, by mistake you have heard it. You are not planning to be here, but by mistake you are here, you heard it. And nowadays through this uh, internet and uh, multimedia, you can reach out to as many. If today's thing has been heard by us, we should not be stepping out waiting for somebody to come and change our life and our environment around us. It should be I 
growing to that level so that I am the true example of the first sentence of this line. Agranir Gramani Shriman Nyayo Neta Samiranaha. And that expression would be the true meditation of the Lord. Meditation does not necessarily mean, yes, it does mean that you have to close your eyes. It does not uh, you know, limit itself only to that little fragmented uh, area of uh, your experience that I am meditating. Open your eyes and when you interact with the world, if this is the true vision and inspiration that is burning within, then you are in constant meditation even in action. Agranir Gramani Shriman Nyayo Neta Samiranaha. And how many are the possibilities? Sahasra Murdha Vishwatma Sahasraksha Sahasrapat. How huge is the uh, possibility infinite is the possibility meaning each one of us is a possibility waiting to happen that is why no scripture no guru in the Upanishad or any scripture has ever called his or her own student as Mudhatma. They have always, you know, they have always referred to the student as Divyatma. That you are that true potential, you are not a mere mortal, you are that immortal, you are that infinite possibility ready to happen, that potential to unfold. For all this to happen, we have to start from our faith in the Lord. For that inspiration to burn within, pray, pray incessantly that, O oh Lord, give me that inspiration. Give me that who, by whose presence that inspiration is constantly lit in my heart. Nyayo neta samiranaha. Sahasra murdha meaning all these infinite heads, infinite species, Vishwatma, that which is one with this universe and expressing as the universe, meaning each one of us. Sahasrakshaha behind every single of these eyes that are able to see. Sahasrapat. Organs of perception, organs of action, that which is functioning is this infinite possibility. It is not that there is one, one in a million or one in uh, hundred years that there is one realized soul that comes by. That's a pretty constipated existence. As if we don't believe in one prophet. Each one of us is nothing but a prophet ready to happen. That is the infinite possibility. 
recently i have my some of my best experiences in my travel you know conversations with the tsa i should write a book on it conversations with the tsa do you know who is tsa now when you go into the airport there are those people who check you right so this fellow says what religion are you 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 are wearing different kinds of cloth what religion are you i said i am a hindu so he said uh, who is your prophet i said you are talking to him he was stunned he didn't know what to say and then after a while he gathered you mean to say you are like jesus so i looked straight into the i said i am not like jesus i am jesus <laughs> and he didn't know what to say i just picked my luggage and left <laughs> why would he arrest me for that or he may have heard it wrong and he may have to go to the doctor <laughs> infinite is the possibility it is not once in a lifetime that there is some prophet or a master that comes by each one of us is nothing but that infinite that immortal ready to recognize its own true potential his or her own true potential <clears throat> that seamless is the existence अग्रणी ग्रामणी श्रीमान्यायोनेता समीरण सहस्रमूर्धा विश्वात्मा सहस्राक्षसहस्रपात विल सी द नेक्स्ट श्लोक टुमारो ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्य शाशाशाति हरि ओं श्रीगुभ्यो नम हरि ओम